bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Welcome back to Sidetrack, powered by DHD, here on Pulling Radio Network. No lack of water here. This is Michigan. We've got the special water. Yep, that river raisin bottom run. All right, Charles, who the hell we got playing this week? A band you've never heard of, the Y Store. Pearl Jam with proper enunciation. <laughs> A little different show for you in store tonight as we actually go to the people who back the lunacy that you guys put up with it week in, week out as we call up to Diesel Freaks and uh, get Mr. Wade Malone on the line here tonight. Ice brewed and dynamometer harvested. Yeah, 
Never thought you'd see the day I was on Pinterest, did you? No, and there's cool stuff on there. And like I said, I, I did an account years ago and then just never did anything with it. I think it was time to fire it up. No kidding. I want that book. Yeah. It sounds like the dullest topic ever. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> I'd be amazed to see how many pages they were able to get out of that subject. <laughs> Ed Noltz, New Holland Baylor. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Chapters 4, 7, and 9, very in-depth about twine. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to talk about needles, but not what people in the port here on vicinity are used to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break here. This is Sidetracked, powered by DHD and Diesel Freak, heard here on Pulling Radio Network. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist in Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. running music for today. So, the season's just about over. Well, it is over. We got the uh, Husker Diesel event coming in Nebraska this weekend. Other than that, it's pretty much over. Nothing. I mean, North Carolina State Fair was last weekend. That's kind of it. Unfortunately, hybrid redneck rally rained out uh, in Wisconsin, so I did not make it out to Wisconsin. Really, really bummed about that. I really want to go out there. Yeah, going to kind of move into the uh, antique stuff here in about uh, 10 days, kick off the NATPA season and move on and we're going to have uh, – we'll probably have some discussion about that uh, next week as we head into the event. But also, if uh, they're out there now, uh, the most recent issue of the Hook magazine, there's a uh, unified theory of everything rule book in there about antique pulling that uh, we're going to have to do some dissecting on and mm. get into that subject next week a little. You know one thing really happy that I did not go to Wisconsin? What's that? My liver. <laughs> uh so that's why stock prices tanked on anheuser-busch no shit that's that's no doubt right there but uh yeah not much in store right now it's kind of depressing but winter season gonna be kicking off you know right shortly here and uh you know everybody goes oh you're a tractor pole announcer what do you do during the winter and Announce tractor pulls. That's just it, is 
There are so many indoor events out there now. You know, we're going to be going to Louisville this year, and if money allows, I'd like to go out to Harrisburg for Keystone. Yep. You know, DeKalb, uh, Cloverdale, Gordyville, you know, any of the NATPA events. TNT doing stuff. Murfreesboro. TNT, oh, my gosh. Murray, Kentucky. It's everywhere. Kentucky Invitational. The stuff they do in Tennessee at uh, whatever it is, White Pine. White Pine, yeah. All events going there. I mean, pulling has gone from a four-month segment of the year to five-month segment of the year to a year-round thing. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's tough to get something going in December, but, I mean, there's still stuff, and, yeah, that's your own. You got White Pine coming up. You got, you know, uh, Tunica. You know, and they basically shut down. You got about three or four weeks there where nothing happens. three weeks yeah. with nothing. Then the first weekend in January, we get started with the Kentucky Invitational and Gordyville. So, I mean, you late, know. Late April's the same way. They've got about three weeks there where nothing happens. And where everybody gets a chance was. to repair what they fucked up over the winter. Yeah. And get back at it. It's, what a time to be involved in the sport of polling. It is a good time. It's um, We'll get into the unified theory of everything, you know, with uh, the antiques next week. And kind of want to revisit uh that also in a similar vein with the bigger shows and try to do what they did in a sense only not do it with you know rules and speed limits but uh do it with oh shit charles is going to talk about fucking tires again next week so with that make sure you remember to bring a pillow next week but uh you know not much to talk about but Great to have Wade Lone coming on with us today and a product sidetrack endorsed. I think I can speak for you with that, Charles. Mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly. You know, when I, when I put my work uniform on, you know, great, great piece done by 6B. But uh, every sponsor we have on there, we honestly can say we're proud to uh, advertise for them because of the quality of product and quality of service they deliver. And, of course, uh, Diesel Freak going to be on with us today. Wade Lalone, you know, the one of the halves involved in that. Of course, Brother Ryan heavily involved in there. But uh, sounds like next week you got week books. So I think two weeks here we're going to have to get uh, Mr. Tony Burkhard on with us yeah. to talk about uh, DHD. Of course, uh, some peak oil, Ed Schubridge, ENS Motorsports, however you want to describe it as. Uh, of course, the sponsor, we've had him on this year, but uh, looking forward to getting toning on, and I think that one we're going to have to do on-site, buddy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Cause, Road well, trip. Not that Tony actually wants to see us, but I mean, you know, I want to go up there. I'm fine with it. Harbor Beach is a beautiful town. Don't plank. No. Ah, no, that one ain't that bad. They do have a stoplight, so you do have to stand a chance of not missing it. Yeah, thanks to what? Uh Dow AgriSciences and DTE, there's there's something to look at up there. Nope, Dow AgriScience and Sentient. Oh, is that what it is now? Yep. Well no, Edison's closed. Edison closed. Oh, they got rid of that plant. Ago. Yeah, they that one's about ready to be torn down, but Sentient, your uh uh how do you want it? artificial flavoring specialist. Yeah, back in the days when I was a kid, it was NutraSweet was the what was made there. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a NutraSweet plant back in the 80s. See, you know what I was in the 80s? Nothing. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I spent a whole two glorious years in the 80s. Shit <laughs> myself through all of them, but... <laughs> it was a good time to be a kid. I'd, I wouldn't mind going back there. I Hey, 80s, 90s, good times. Yeah, I enjoyed most of it. Most? Yeah, most. Later 90s kind of sucked, but... What are you talking about? Britney Spears came out my lifelong crush. Exactly. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody who is an adult now can understand Britney's breakdown in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Thank God the camera has been in our face when we did it. I, yeah, Britney didn't do anything for me. I'm, I'm a little older than that. Paula Abdul. <laughs> oh, fuck. Before she oh, got crazy. Oh, the 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 drunk off of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not America's Got Talent, but uh, whatever it is. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. I can't remember that damn show now. Yeah, well, they all have a meltdown sooner or later, don't they? <laughs> Paula Abdul. Wow. Yeah, Brittany. The Bengals? Uh, is that what to do it for you? The Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Bengals are hot. Not going to lie. The Bengals are hot. <laughs> that w- that would have been on the list, too. The whole reason for global warming was the 90s hair bands and 90s female... Excuse me. 80s hair bands and 80s female musicians. Well, of course, the other cool thing about growing up in the 80s is on Friday nights on CBS at 8 p.m., we had the Dukes of Hazard. so you had Daisy Duke. I mean, that was my first crush. Jeans that nobody will ever forget. I do like Jessica Simpson's version. You want to know why? Because the only difference between the shorts on Daisy and Jessica is the waist was lower. Yeah, there was that whole high waist thing in the early 80s, wasn't there? Which is back now for some stupid ass reason. You know what it is. You know, since I don't want to know. Censored is obviously kids nowadays just don't know how to finger bang. <laughs> 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 they skip that whole feeling things out. You know, they just go right for the kill anymore. No one's content with a first base single anymore, are they? No, you guys got to try for the extra bases, don't you? These short porch ballparks, I tell you. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> so the high waist is to get, you know, they, they worried about having that room. You know, that's, we're not going to get any more into detail with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. I just solved the world problem. I still don't understand the skinny thing, jeans thing, though. I really don't. No, I don't get it. It's, you know, that and the jeggings is fine when you're, you know, seven. Well, that and the guys wearing skinny jeans, you know, when they say get in your girl's pants, they don't mean <laughs> physically. <laughs> I mean, fuck, man, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. No, nope, no. You know what? We do it. have to mention, you know, uh. Andy Gerbaugh, glad to see him embracing pumpkin spice. Yeah. I know he's going to shut the fucking program off now, but I don't care. You guys are assholes. You guys are assholes. I don't know why I talk to you guys. Because you love us, Andy. Deal with it, bitch. 
<laughs> still laughing when I look at that photo. Oh my god, that was the best ever. <laughs> oh. Well, it's about time for us to call Wade, so we're going to take a break. This is Sidetrack, powered by DHD, heard here on the Pulling Radio Network. You make your living going up and down the road, and time is money. Would you like to save up from 5 to 25% on fuel, up to 25% more power, with better bottom-end acceleration? You need to get with DieselFreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel, and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete, and more, and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. Now only that, they've also moved into the agriculture realm. They'll bring their dyno on site to you. Get a baseline on your tractor and write a custom tune for it, load it up, and show you the difference. Also with a 30-day warranty, save fuel, increase power with performance tuning from dieselfreak.com. For Case IH, Challenger, Claus, Fent, John Deere, Massey, Ferguson, New Holland, Valtra, and more, dieselfreak.com. They can be reached at 989-748-4145. 989-748-4145. Ask for Wade and tell them the bull Radio Network sent you. And we're back with Sidetracked Heard here on Pulling Radio Network. And uh, kind of taking a little different turn for our uh, show here today. We're not necessarily going to be talking completely pulling, but uh, definitely a guy who has kept us on the airways here this year, Mr. Wayne Alone from Diesel Freak. How are you doing today, sir? Good, real good. How are you guys doing? Well, hold on. My day will get better. Ah, much better. How are you doing, Charles? Every day is good in my world. <laughs> yeah, Are you're living. Ones? I hope so. Well, Charles is living the high life. He's uh, kissing Joe Cucci's butt now, playing uh, uh, receptionist. Is that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Lately, yes. <laughs> That's what it... There's there's moments when it feels like that, but uh, hey. Any day you get to walk through the shop and stare at triple turbo setups is a good day. So today you know, was a good day. You know what, though? Anybody can talk about a goddamn pickup truck. Let's talk about something that actually gets the <laughs> job done. You, you understand what I'm saying, Wade? Let's talk a little yep. bit about diesel freaking trucks that actually do something for a living. Oh, yeah. Let's set the bar high. <laughs> so No bro dozers in your shop. <laughs> right. Oh, maybe a few. that mike sturgill does take his stuff there you know i mean oh even that's still a badass he's got some other guys under his sleeve too there i mean he's got a he's got a good combination of uh of a team there that works with him you know it must be nice you know own your own weight raceway have you know a uh drag truck for uphill drags i mean logging company you know, not, i mean not to wander not to wander too far off your subject but you guys need to mark your calendars for next may i don't know if you oh know. it's already on mine i oh, yeah. i i haven't updated my calendars in here actually the one still says may and the other one's down because we actually utilized oh. it for the first time in a couple months but uh i'm not talking to that guy right now but i'm talking to wait why would i talk to yeah. anybody else but uh yeah, well, I know Mike. If he's listening, you'll appreciate May. I think it was May 18th. I'm yep. pretty certain. Friday the 18th um, of May. Yeah, you got it. That's gonna be a weekend to put in the books for sure. 
That's the debut of the Uphill Drags, that's isn't the, it? That's the day. Oh, I'll be up there. I, I don't give a shit what I got to do. I will be there. I think what that would actually be the weekend after UCC, or excuse me, two weeks after UCC, the week after I get back from Richland Center. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Actually, I think we talked to Mike. I he might you might have to find some you know really shitty announcers to go up there and announce from you know the Port Huron vicinity. <laughs> Yeah, have you talked with him? It might not be a bad idea. You like a lot of shit talking. Well, I we haven't <laughs> talked to Mike since we've had him on the show. Yeah, we we interviewed him. Oh, did you have him on there? Oh yeah. Yeah, we interviewed him about six weeks ago or or so or a month ago, but uh, I haven't yep. talked to him since then. Yep. He gave us I a know. lot of shit about not being up there in person interviewing him, but right. So, anyways, enough about Mike. I mean, let's talk about the guy who builds horsepower. Uh, Diesel Freak, uh, <laughs> what don't you guys tune is a big question. Well, we don't do too much with the pickups. Uh, we leave that to a handful of guys out there. They all got that world sewn up pretty good. But and, anything uh, uh, heavy-duty you guys seem to want to mess with? For the most part, yep. Uh, Medium-duty on up. You know, Class 8 trucks is our big big focus, our big thing. Um, but we have been branching off into doing uh, some ag equipment. That's getting to be the next realm of, of worry out there for, for clean air environments. Well, I know a guy. I like to call them clean air because it's all, it's all they eat is clean air when we're done with them. <laughs> I know a guy who's listening to the show. Uh, any uh, chance uh, the construction market might be next for Diesel Freak? Uh, tapping into it a little bit. Uh, played with a couple uh, loaders, uh, a John Deere loader and a cat loader. Um, we've gotten successful with here lately and, you know, think guys think a, a cat is a cat, but the, the construction equipment's a whole different, uh, spectrum of electronics from, from the truck engine. So it's, even though we're on, on the cat truck engines real good, the, the heavy equipment is a, is a brain scratcher. So I guess we're, so. we're working on it. I mean, it, it'll get there. It, uh, it's just something, you know, trucking born and raised around kind of know them because it's just uh third nature but you know uh it's the construction equipment it's not that much different but there there are a different electronic system on them and that's what everything is nowadays well i guess before we get going too far charles i guess wade why don't you tell us what diesel freak is and uh what you guys do up in uh the god's country of michigan well it all started off i mean it was uh my brother ryan and uh, his wife started tradition truck service uh, years ago and then i don't know the trucking market kind of took a dive and a shit back in the 08 and 09 and looking for a niche market to uh kind of keep the shop going and keep the shop busy and um you know so we started dabbling with with truck performance i was i had gotten into truck pulling at the time and was we were messing around with diesel pickups and having fun it was like shit why can't we do this on the on the big trucks you know and uh just kind of evolved from there and uh grown now to where you know we still got the full service repair garage but we've got 66 dealers across the country now that we're doing programming for and uh actually just talking about that today we're actually you know looking to looking to grow out further yet we've been getting a lot of phone calls it's getting to be a, a pretty big demand and we're probably going to be expanding further yet so um but, you know, we got an in for chassis dyno, and not only, you know, the big thing is deleting all the time, but 
we've actually gotten into doing a lot more emissions on tuning. Um, actually, isn't the come, proper term now weight reduction? Well, there's there's a lot of different terms for it. <laughs> I need a set of support plates and enhanced pipes. <laughs> After learning all these site terminologies, I could have been one hell of a drug dealer if I'd have known. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What was it? About a year ago now, I uh, actually got to get a tour of the Diesel Freak shop, and it's cool. Your guys' clean room that you guys actually start not just messing with the ECMs, but actually break, you know, dissecting them. And uh, that, that was actually probably one of the coolest parts to actually see where you guys break down and start figuring out your pins and all that before you start actually cracking the ecm so you guys can do the tuning then of course that look like mad scientists in there right yeah ryan was in there and he looked like he was about ready to lose you know more hair and uh, but you know the in-floor chassis dyno still blew me away just you know everybody's seen a chassis dyno out there you know you go to ucc or anything like that single roller no not only is this a twin roller but it's got idler triple roller so that way you know, the trucks I get to see most growing up with, concrete mixers or, you know, up your way, log trucks where they got a third axle, you guys are still able to dyno them. Yep. Yep. You don't need to pull the drive shaft on the, a lot of tri-drives, and they're getting to be more and more tri-drives. Um, so you don't need to pull the drive shaft. And, uh, you know, we built the bay long, long enough that uh, we can get a 40, 45-foot straight truck in there. So we got six seven eight axle log trucks come in we can we can get them in there and get them tied down and run them on the run them on the dyno and it's also uh it's an eddy current dyno um most common they just run one eddy current per axle drive axle and but we went with so instead of having two we went with four uh we can sustain three thousand horse and ten thousand foot pounds of torque for 20 minutes if a guy can hold it on the rollers I want to go to a dino day at your place. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, and that's, that's something else that we wanted to do this last year. And, of course, you know, guys always too busy, too busy. But I think we are going to set a date. And uh, I would like to actually maybe even in the spring entertain something with uh, working in kind of around Sturgill's weekend, but maybe a day before or somewhere along that lines. While guys are making the trip north, we can we'll do a couple things. But. Well, a comment you made there about holding it on the rollers, you guys actually have something built into the dyno to help facilitate yep. that. Yep, for each drive axle, we got hydraulic cylinders that we can uh, throw chains up over your axle and we can put five tons of downforce down on your axle. Uh, we can oh, shit, your now your I'm impressed. To. I thought I told you this, Charles. <laughs> you, you, you might have, and I'm sure that I forgot, but I'm impressed. And Well, we didn't. You know, we had Sturgill's truck on there, and my truck we've had on there, and we're actually we're breaking the tires loose on the rollers. They they spike in power quick enough. Well, I had the same thing with uh, Walt there from Prime Diesel. Uh, we brought his pickup over and actually ruined a set of tires on it. And realized <laughs> that we were basically doing a fifty mile an hour burnout, uh, <laughs> trying to get it held down. So, you know, you put the put that downforce of that load on it, and you can get a hell of a lot better test result. 
what what you, was cool to me is when you were explaining to me the dyno and all that is not only are you able to measure the horsepower gain up and the torque gain up, but you guys are able to register down so you can factor in driveline loss. Yeah, we do an inertia test on the way down. So it's a load test on the way up and then inertia on the way down. That's just one of the several tests we can do. Um, but then it gives you your dissipated power to the drivetrain. So we can give you engine power, wheel power, and dissipated power all in, all in one 10-second run or 15-second run. You might have the only chassis dyno on the planet that uh, LeVon Miller's truck could actually get loaded up properly. That would be that would be fun to try. I'd, we'd, we'd let LeVon come up and back in there and see what we can do, at least make some smoke. Put some Alcoas, you know, 19 and a halfs on there. Right. You know, actually get a chance we, to load the to, truck. We do have to warn the airport, though, or at least call Central Dispatch. We get uh, enough smoke going there. They, they've shut down the airport before and actually had the fire department called on us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that always keeps it interesting. Nice. But, I mean, you know, the dyno is simply amazing, and, Charles, you got to – well, actually, we'll be talking, Wade. Uh, Charles and I will be going up there the first week of November for uh, – actually, uh, pretty cool, the Michigan uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame uh, banquet dinner in Mount Pleasant. I think we're yeah. going to – We're going to crash the induction for this year. and we're gonna Yep, we're going to come up there for that, <laughs> but I think we're going to have to crash Diesel Freak because we're not going to be too far away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we always got coffee and donuts and bullshit in there. So. Ooh, Whoa, I'll have a nice but, big full plate of bullshit. <laughs> Lord knows we can supply enough of that. I mean, anybody listening to this show knows that. But, I mean, you know, semi-trucks have been your guys' bread and butter, but you guys are venturing into the ag world, and I'm glad to hear you getting the heavy, uh, you know, the construction world. But talk about what you guys got. I mean, not only, you know, what I find cool is your guys' tuner you got for the tractors, but what are you able to help these farmers out with? Because let's face it, the bulk of our listeners are guys with ag backgrounds. Yeah, well, and then another thing, yeah, we've got the PTO dyno set up in uh, in a trailer that we can, you know, we go portable. Um, have the trailer set up with a, basically a small office and workroom in it. And um, I've been in there to... trying to warm up before. <laughs> yeah, we had it down to Tony's there, Dirty Hooker Diesel. I like to throw his name out a little bit. He's been a been a help. And yeah, we we like throwing his time. name around too, because uh, like you, he's uh, helped back our lunacy for this year too. So, yep. But but yeah, we can measure the power before and after, and, and do a tune right on site. And what I find absolutely awesome is not only do you guys do the tuning for the tractors but if you have customers who don't live within the Gaylord area you guys have a plug-in tuner for the farmers that they can actually handle installing the tunes themselves yep yep it's a handheld device that we can mail you um you can take the stock read off your tractor and just plug it into the data port like anything else um you know, it works, uh, well, the farmers probably, it's hard to say, not not too many are from, I don't know, everybody's heard of EFI Live, it, it works similar to that, uh, where they'll get a read off the tractor, and then they take and plug it into their laptop, or their, their desk computer at home, and email us that read, and we make a mod file, and, and email it back, and they load it in the tractor, and uh, there they go, you know, um, so it, it doesn't always have to be on location or on site, and 
that can have multiple tunes on that handheld device done specifically for their tractor and uh, be able to switch back and forth between them as different needs in the field or what, what they're wanting to do. That's what I was going to say. Something like that's great. You know, you're going to want a different tune, whether you're chisel plowing or out cultivating or planting, you know, where there's less load on it. You know, it might be more hydraulic yep. demand, but less driveline demand. You know, you're yep. able to tailor that. And what type of uh, horsepower gains are the big thing that everybody's looking for right now? Well, the cost of fuel <laughs> is down, but, you know, it's still still enough to go out there and fuel up a tractor for the day. I mean, what are you seeing in savings for these farmers? Well, you know, it all comes back to how many hours a day they're running and acres they're pulling, but I uh, got a guy with a relatively big farm, actually. I just spoke with him this morning. He's from over by Green Bay, Wisconsin. I took the dyno over there. Um, he's able to drop a gear in his tractor and run 300 RPMs less than he had before and keep the same ground speed. Um, at the end of a 10-hour day, he's saving almost 30 gallon of fuel. And if that was, let's say, a couple bucks a gallon at $60 a day, shit, at the end of the week, there's there's four or $500 in his pocket. Yeah, easily covering the cost of the tune and you uh, you programming it for him right there. I mean, within a year, I mean, it more than well paid for the time invested. Well, and that's, you know, those were round quick numbers at $2 fuel and 10 hours a day. I don't know what farmers, you know, they're typically paying over $2 a gallon right now, and there ain't too many that work less than 10 hours a day. Uh, you know, so. Well, farmers are a lot like, you know, business owners. They only have to work half a day. Right. Right. They got they got 28 hour days like everybody else, right? Yeah, you get to pick which half of the day you want, the first 12 or the second 12. <laughs> yep. Oh, come on. All these Nintendo tractors, they don't do anything. No, they catch up on Facebook and, you know, YouTube. I'm seeing some venture note on Pinterest now. It's, you know, it's pretty amazing. Can you make my 12 row combine work as fast as a forage chopper? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean. Yep full service shop up there and great what you guys are doing and you know great seeing the ag industry seeing this tuning you know there's other companies out there i've seen you know the promises in that but you know diesel freak actually able to back up their numbers you know not only by putting out the dyno i saw you you know up in the dhd open house what was that back beginning of may yeah. no i yeah, mean it seems like forever and uh you know, you had the tractor up there, or I know you fought with it. Just, you know, part of tuning is not, it, people don't understand, it's just not plug and play. The manufacturers really don't want you doing this, but, you know, you're able right. to find some gains for the farmer. Yep, well, it was easy, everybody be doing it, you know, and there's a lot trying, and, uh, but I like to say I try every day. I haven't, it's kind of like a doctor, you're always practicing, never perfect. Um, well, I'd rather you not be perfect than my doctor. My doctor better be goddamn <laughs> perfect with what he does. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, Charles on the other hand, he might be a little more free on that, but I, de- I demand a little bit more out of people. I don't know. My, with my experience with doctors, you know, the, the 30 days of your money back thing, that's real. Yeah, but no, and this catch is a you know big uh, big part of your group. I mean, even the the guys, the pullers. Let's go back to the pullers. I mean, everybody has a tow rig. Um, a lot of these guys are going to bigger bigger trucks. More pickups and fifth wheels don't seem to cut it anymore. Um, you know, even on your tow rig going to play, you can save some money in fuel mileage. And, 
it makes the truck work a little easier getting there. It's just more fun to drive and all around better benefits. So it's not just for the pickup anymore. Yeah, because let's face it, the days of going out there with a 10 millimeter wrench and a flat screwdriver, not that you would know what that means, but uh, <laughs> those days are long gone now. You know, it's like Charles said, I hate to say it in the Nintendo tractors and the Nintendo trucks where it takes a computer to be able to repair them anymore. Well, it's getting to be that point where you got to have a computer to, you know, when you pull the truck in, it's one of the first things you do. Um, good and bad, you know, I could argue it both ways. But, uh, yeah, it's getting to be getting to be pretty tough. Yeah, I'm... And like you say, the manufacturers are trying to lock it down. I mean, get the new uh, L5P, I mean, that's one hell of a problem. They got GM's got one hell of a security restriction on that baby. And, uh, they're not the only ones. I mean, Cummins, Cummins is working on it in the Class 8 trucks. I mean, the security restrictions are just getting broke through on some of the 15s and 16s right now, you know, and we're, we're, the 18 models are coming out soon. But, you know, codes are meant to be broken. So, guys are working at it. I laugh every time I turn around and uh, the tech for our shop has EFI Live on his uh, laptop. I ask him, oh, you, you checking my 401k for me? <laughs> you spin, wish, it, spin it around the other way it looks better i was gonna say you wish your 401k had that type of growth yeah. <laughs> right. right give me 20 <laughs> percent no those are lapse rates damn it <laughs> but i mean you guys are getting in there i mean Pardon my ignorance on this stuff. I'm a mechanical guy. Charles knows that. I'm the same way. I just you know I'm. I'm, I'm a, gonna get. I'm gonna get schooled sooner or later. I think because I give have me to, a P seventy one hundred or seventy six hundred. Call it good. You know. I mean, it's something I can handle. But I mean, what are you guys getting adjusted? I know I've heard stuff about pulse weights and that. You know, when it comes to the Duramax, is that basically what you're doing on these uh, modern semi trucks? Oh, it's all the same methods. Yeah, I mean, you got timing and injection timing, pulse widths, however you want to look at it. That it uh, it's just every ECM is a little bit different and how it's controlled and how the maps are. And uh, unfortunately, EFI Live's made it very good in the pickup world where they identify these maps and things. They don't tell you how to change it or what changes to make. But um, a lot of the stuff in the bigger trucks is, you know, you're looking at a heartbeat monitor trying to figure out what does what and what controls what um, we are able to use a lot of factory softwares and engineering softwares to help us break through that stuff. Um, but it's always, it's basic, same values, same, same methods, just different, uh, bigger numbers or smaller numbers. However, you know, uh, not really sure what more to say to that really. I mean, uh, well, we don't want you to give away I, your I, trade I secrets. I God, no. Cause then you might not be able to afford to renew your sponsorship with sidetrack. But, <laughs> but right. I mean, a lot of trial and error, you know, trial and error. I mean, that's well, just can't be afraid to try it. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that's helped. One of the biggest tools is that dyno. Um, when you can go out and, and actually see the hardcore results, the hard numbers, you know, you take a truck out on the street and drive it, make a change and drive it again. It's well, was that the same or wasn't it? Where now you got a machine that sits there and tells you. Uh, that's been a great tool and not just for horsepower games. I mean, we can di- diagnose several things, find issues, problems, and it's just been a great tool. I guess once again, my ignorance with this stuff, just cause 
I'm a tractor guy who wrenches on old semis right now, and it's, you know, an older construction equipment. How the hell do you learn this tuning stuff? Because let's face it, manufacturers aren't out there offering schools, showing you how to get even better performance than what they, you know, installed from the factory with their piece of equipment. You know, there's really no set college course or anything you can take. How do you learn what you have to do for adjusting? I mean, does this boil back to, you know, a kid back in the day with, you know, a 350 adjusting timing and adjusting fuel? I mean, is does it carry over or I'm, well, I guess, no, explain like to me how the hell you I figure mean, this out? Trial, you know, back to, like I say, trial and error. I mean, you know, these diesel engines are pretty much a big air pump. Uh, how much air can we get in? How much can we get out? And can we give it more fuel is it going to take it you know and if it gets to the point where it's too much fuel we either try to find more air or back up fuel a little bit um and then there's really i mean there's mathematics involved i guess they're just equations that you kind of figure out um you know and you sit back and and put your head to it and think about how the engine's working inside what what's going to create the best uh goal that we're looking for and back, right back to trial and error how much of that gets determined by the hard parts? You know, is, is, are you able to find a trend that would work across multiple engine platforms or is it still go back to, you know, what are the numbers in the valve train and how that affects performance and it, it gets reflected back in the tuning? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, take a cat engine. Uh, we got a good idea what injectors work good in, in what series of what family of engines, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know how many guys are familiar, like, with the different families of engines, you know. Um, we don't care if they're yeah. familiar or not. Just throw it out there. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got, you know, 5EKs, there's 2WSs, 6NZs, MBNs. I mean, there's all different families of CAD engines. But they all pretty much, a lot of them will use the same head in three or four different engines, you know. So uh, different injector sets will work out of one engine into another. Um, so you can kind of get a pretty broad spectrum of what a guy's looking to achieve and you think okay we're going to use those injectors we need this much fuel pressure we need you know put these pistons in it uh you know you just get good ideas with with what you've tried and, and aired previously see there's the difference between wade and i i quit looking at cat after the 3406b and cummins after the big cam 400 series 3 and he's gone beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when you start making a mixed bag, that's when it gets interesting. You take a head off in an 06 and put on this one and vice versa and swap shit around and, and, and hope you make a bulletproof engine. But uh, Cat, that's every engine builder's dream. I look at it this way. 3406B, I know I can turn that fuel screw up. Cummins? I can't turn that fuel screw up because otherwise I'll wipe out the cam. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. How'd you learn that? Yeah, I learned it from somebody who had a very, very expensive education. <laughs> yeah, and that really is it. It's it's immersion and experience. I mean, you know, a year ago to me, I I heard Duramax, and the only thing, the only letters that went through my head was LMNOP, and now I actually know the differences. <laughs> right. See, he still wants to play with them little toy trucks. One day he'll step up to the big trucks. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
he he'll understand that rock bolts are actually factory versus something you bolt onto something you want to build extra horsepower out of. Really? I That's thought true. those were a set of files you kept in the top drawer to find out how hard something is. <laughs> wow, and he just went off the deep end that half our... No, 95% of our freaking listeners don't understand. <laughs> then do your homework. You learned something today. The parts just get bigger, heavier, and more expensive. Well, that's true, but I find the bigger, heavier parts are a little bit easier to deal with when you get pissed off and throw them. <laughs> they actually can be. There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> I, I, I have to give a story. We got, uh, you you know the triaxle, the yeah. composers who I work for have. The little triaxle uh, deck over trailer, tag along trailer, whatever, however many ton. And I uh, had to do brakes on it. Now, I'm willing to guess, Wade, you, your time around heavy trucks, you've had to do brakes on a set of trains or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you are given the opportunity to do a set of trains or a tag-along trailer, do the set of trains every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigger and heavier it is, the easier it is to work on. Yeah. The easier to handle, the easier they come. Well, usually they come apart easier, Oh, you know. it, it's enjoyable for me when the first one of the first tools you grabs is grab is a sledgehammer and go, yeah, this will work. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get the wheels off. Yep. I, <laughs> I help. I help Tommy. Always, I help Tommy do yeah, some stuff on the tag the the for the for the big truck and yeah, it, it's every part is big and brutal and therefore simple. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yep. <laughs> funny you say that. You're right. Yeah. Wade, Wade, you'll understand that. This so when you grab the sledgehammer to get the wheels off, always leave the nuts on. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who yeah, are yeah, still living not... in the hub piloted world, go yeah, back to a set of Daytons. You leave the nuts yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I. Those are always fun to get straight when you're putting back on too. The Coke bottle you test. You can do it in just a minute. The Coke bottle test. Yep. Everybody's going, what the hell are you talking about? knows what I'm talking about. That's the nice part. One saving grace. You know the Coke bottle test, right, Charles? Yeah. Yeah. See, I grew up with it. I've seen it done. Our tandem trailer we got is, you know, Dayton-style hubs. Yep, it is. You learn real quick on a five-star that set up that, yeah, you have to get them wedges right. The six, six are a little more forgiving. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Nothing more than my grandfather hated than when you uh, changed some tires and he took off and looked in the rearview mirror and that tire was wobbling versus the fender. Uh, uh, you weren't, oh, he was more more pissed than anybody. So you learned to get him straight pairing. Actually, the guy I worked for, and Charles, you and I, we talked about him today just because going through a guy, very, very great mentor I had this past year. And, through a good part of my life, passed away, and he was a heavy diesel mechanic, had his own uh, gravel train company for a while, and then just went to wrenching, and uh, he was the one who really reinforced uh, the Coke bottle test, and uh, making sure you have everything on properly, and when you go to take a set of tires off or put them back on, you better have a can of penetrating oil on before you even touch it with the freaking impact. 
And when you go to do the reassembly, it, it sounds counterintuitive, but grease is your friend. Yes. Oh, God. Yep. Well, little, little dab antifreeze goes a long way. Yeah. Oh, like Anaxes, antifreeze, what the hell? Anaxes. Actually, uh, when you got doing anchor pins and things like that, we actually used tar. And everybody goes, why would you use tar? Because they think tar, they think something sticky. Well, cheap man's Loctite. What do you what do you use to get <laughs> what do you use to get anisees off your hands? Soap and water. What do you use to get tar off your hand? Gasoline, brake cleaner. Anything. Good hard cleaner. That's why yep. we used tar on our anchor pins. It didn't matter how brainwashed or anything, anything nope. got. It always came apart. Oil and water, <laughs> oil and water don't mix, but other petroleum-based solvents do. And, yep. Can of gas and a torch can get anything apart, can? You? Well. <laughs> hey, that blue wrench does wonders for anything you work on. <laughs> it, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even the stories I've have about heat wrenches in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Oh, boy, let's hear what's going on in the HSP camp. <laughs> I told you about the morning Tommy set himself on fire because oh. the acetylene side came loose. Yeah, yeah that's nothing big. No. <laughs> so, wait, what got you guys in? I, You know, you talked about Ryan having a repair shop, and, of course, you being a truck pulling, but you guys grew up around uh, heavy trucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Shit, that was my daycare. I grew up. Uh, family business was hauling milk from the farm to the dairy. And, uh, you know, it was seven days a week. So, shit, if we, you know, during the week, if we wasn't in school, we was in the milk truck because mom working or something, you know. And so we was always with dad or the uncles or whatnot. And the truck, well, I had, dad had made us wait or made my mother wait until uh, till we were out of diapers. And then after that point, we were in the truck. Yep, been around it the whole life. That was the family thing. That's it just evolved. That's one thing I learned once I got, you know, northern Michigan. I'm talking north of US 10. You bring up a lone family, it's instantly to your dad and the milk hauling. Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, well over a hundred trucks in the in the family now. A couple hundred, probably to say the least. I couldn't even count how many. Um, MLT, Automalt Pleasant, they're a big one. They're, uh, that's actually stands for Morville Full Loan Trucking. And uh, they've got they got about 100 trucks just in the, in the one fleet there. But, uh, no, brother, uh, he had milk routes up north and had the mechanics drives going, and the farmers were dying off up here in the north. So the kids didn't want to take over the farm, so it was going to be less and less milk. It was a competitive milk hauler up here. I say competitor. You're, you're always friends, but. You know, they met at the coffee shop one morning, said one needs to buy the other one out, and he made a better offer, and he thought he'd, Ryan took and expanded the shop, and, you know, there was, Health Georgia Pacific had 200 truckloads of lumber going in and out of there every day, and uh, so they were busy servicing trucks, and then in 2008, they decided to close the doors. He had four or five repair facilities in Gaylord, now they're, now they're looking for trucks to service, so it kind of got to be what's, uh, you know, need a little bit of a niche market and get doing something that not everybody else is. So, like I say, you know, I was getting into the truck pulling the pickups and just had our interest going. So 
and I had my own fleet of trucks at the time. So we got to be, hey, try this, try that. Uh, different tunes, different different turbos, different injectors, and just seeing how things worked. And it just grew to the point that, uh, oh, geez, the story, you know. I mean, I could go into women, but I'm not going to. But that was, uh, that was the reason <laughs> there were. <laughs> well, you know you are supposed to be drinking while doing this show, but I mean. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, 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 I've kind of got to know you a little bit. That's one subject we're not going to broach right now. (laughs) 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 Give a shit went out the window on the truck and needless to say, and, you know, called the brother and said, Hey, you know, you're expanding. You need some help. Need a, need something different to do. So here we are. What got you, let's bring this back now full circle into what our program's mainly about. And actually, our program has expanded quite a bit, you know. I mean, both Charles and I have a lot of interests outside us pulling, but what got you into the sport of truck pulling? <laughs> oh, he'll probably appreciate this, but uh, old Doug Dembski, everybody probably knows him from Freeland. He's been posting, selling guys' pickups and everything else. But there was, uh, of course, Mike Moore. He's He's well-known in the drag racing world right now, but he was always a, a competitive truck puller. And uh, I'd ran into them guys one night in town, and they told me there was a truck pull in the little town of Remus. You guys should, you guys should go hook your pickup. You know, it's fun. So I went over there, and I hooked the pickup, and, and been hooked ever since. But every time I went and pulled, I broke something. They always knew a guy that had the parts. They knew a guy. They knew a guy, oh, you just need this. You just need that. Well, it wasn't long after Tony and I were pretty good friends and uh, <laughs> it just kept evolving to where shit, you know, I ended up 2012 won the points championship. Uh, you know, it's just been a, a drug and it all relates back to some guys that night saying you ought to go pull your truck. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you would <laughs> know now what you do then. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, Doug gets a little credit for that one, so he he helped spark that interest. And you guys, with the pulling thing, you guys really inadvertently struck marketing gold this summer. And for those listening to this this podcast who haven't put together who's who's on the other end of our phone line, you have definitely seen the video this summer of a white semi going pulling with a laughing baby. That's <laughs> absolute marketing gold. Actually, that was what last season's video, wasn't it? It was. It was from the Is year it, before. Oh, it's from the year. Okay, yes. yeah. It's well, it's making its rounds again because it keeps showing up in my feed here in the last week again. So, matter of fact, a guy, a guy at work this morning, it just popped up in his newsfeed again. He made that comment. He said, "Man, he said that video." just popped up in my newsfeed again. He said, I cannot believe all that's going around. And we looked, and it's got a little over 21 million views on it right now. And for those of you who have not seen that truck in person, you need to. And I'm not going to lie, Wade. First time I saw that W9, that goddamn cowl you got on top of that factory hood drove me freaking nuts. I thought it was hideous. (laughs) I fucking love it now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she makes a lot of power goes fast goes in the track she'll look freaking beautiful <laughs> hey you should have followed that truck back from centerville you want to talk about a guy who knows how to grab gears you'd tell who used to be around the milk hauling industry jesus 
fucking Christ. The old 6'5 had her tongue hanging out. <laughs> I wondered where you went for a little bit. Actually, I got off in cold water and drank some beer because, well, I wasn't going to keep up with you. <laughs> but no, the yeah. the shop truck there, just a beautiful, beautiful piece. And, of course, the matching trailer to go behind it. And uh, But there's another truck. Yep. And yep. Uh, we, uh, we haven't seen it in a little bit. Charles, you know which one I'm talking about? I don't think I do. No, really? It's a real formal event. Oh, the, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you think you'd keep up on this shit, Wade? I didn't even think you had that anymore. Yeah, version two's in the making. So, uh, what's going to be going on with the Black Tie Affair? Get it now, Charles? Yeah. You got it? I'm, I'm a little slow tonight. <laughs> well, it, it took a couple years off the of dance, you know. I had to, had to sit back and rethink things and well, we got it out there what, two years ago and had three failed attempts at making more power. And so it, it actually, that truck is deceased and gone right now. So uh, version two is in the process of being built. And I'd like to think that it'll be out for this next year. Uh, a lot's been accomplished, but it got a long way to go. You know, these are always either waiting on parts or time or money. One of the three. So um, parts, Tony, your money, to get it together. What's that? Was that parts, Tony, or money? I mean, no, no, <laughs> no, not not all. Well, he's gonna have a, a good major role in it, but uh, it's split up between a few different guys. Uh, Randy up there, Performance Pros, he's done some work on the truck and helping out with parts. And you know, there'll be uh, got a little team that I'm thinking that use the the best in the business of what they do, and hopefully, uh, between it all, we can put together a nice truck. So what you're saying is when it comes back this time, it's going to be butterfly collar, chest hair, and gold chains? Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. So, uh, I'm from Detroit down there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down, buddy. We'll show you a good time. I can show you right where, uh, what is it, uh, Atlas Truck is down there? Right in, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful area. Nice area. <laughs> so, uh. Are we seeing three O or are we seeing three six? Yeah, no, no, I'm the three O. Um, I'm building towards PPL rule. Um, we've all known the history of trouble just within the state of Michigan between clubs having rules line up and match, and you can't pull here, you can't pull there. One well, building it to a national rule, and uh, that way, if if somebody around here don't like me for wanting to show up to their poll, then I'll go on down to the next state or the next county or wherever we got to go and uh, fit national rules and be able to pull anywhere. So, in other words, fuck them if they don't like you. Yep. <laughs> this, yep. this is you this type of show. Last show week we had to behave. I've got to make up for the whole last week's show right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a... I, it's a rule that, you know, PPLs had this rule, their limited pro stock rules in effect for quite some time, and they're they're welcomed in many, many places. And I think it's just kind of a, if a guy can, you know, look at Super Farm. Holy shit, some guys can go anywhere, and they have been able to for years. If we can get a national set of rules and get to where a guy can go pull anywhere, then it makes it easier not to have to beg for truck numbers and turnouts and, and put on a put on a good show and have a lot of fun doing it. But. That's um, three six maybe in the future, but for right now, I 
going to stick with the three O side. That's really been the nice part right now with the three O class is NTPA adopted identical rules as PPL, yeah. and that was a really good thing to see. Yeah, that was big. Actually, I think Polish, Outlaw is know. the same too. I believe it might be. I don't. I'd have to well, check. Husker Diesel's Outlaw. Yeah, which is this weekend coming which up. Which is this weekend. Yeah. They got their big show. I know uh, that guy up in Harbor Beach. You ever meet him, Wade? He He's goofier than hell. but Only a couple times. <laughs> but uh, he's heading out there with bull trucks. So. It actually snuck up on me. If I would have realized it was coming, I would I would have tried to go. But Yeah, well, we got up. We have an engagement as we well. We have an but... engagement go to. Otherwise, yeah. We had been heading to Nebraska, and I would have been dropping it on the Graver family. So, Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's where that's gonna end up. Hopefully, uh, hopefully out on the track next spring and be able to make a nice little tour next year with it and take the white Kenworth along for the ride. And if we're able to, we'll hook that one as well. Awesome. I hear I hear a certain state association now does want to do the semi thing, so it would be welcome. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more interest in it. Um, you know, it's back to safety that seems to be the, the number one holdup. It's hard to take road truck and maybe fit safety rules when they're producing 800 to 900,000 horse. Some of these trucks are capable of out there on the road. You know, it's it's an animal to hold back, and you got to have a little safety involved. But I think just a, a couple of small safety rules, and um, it could it could happen. And, it, and the crowd loves to see it. It kind of amazes me. I've grown up around trucks, been around trucks my whole life, so truck. Uh, a semi truck, uh, don't take it wrong, but it's actually not that big of a deal. But sometimes it sets me back when I look at some people that come up to my truck with this look of awe on their face, and they're just amazed at the size of things and and everything about it. And, I, and it's one of the things like, yeah, there's a lot of people don't know uh, this stuff, and so it's, it's cool to go out there. They like they like to see the semis too. They put on a good show, and it's just something fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I. It's a for me. It's you know, having been behind the microphone around this state at events for so long, it's it's nice to have something fresh. It keeps keeps me interested. Not that I, you know, phone it in or anything like that. But you do tend to get, I guess, a little bit jaded. So it's cool to do, have something else to talk about and reignite that uh, enthusiasm piece. Yep. I don't know. The fans seem to go crazy every time. Uh... Semi truck comes out yeah, on the they track, do. anyways. You know what they I mean? Do. Well, and I say, yeah, and they say those street guys. I mean, shit. Then you get into a, a little bigger class. Those are the ones that really put on the show. And there's a good half dozen of them around just Michigan, and pretty good group of them. You know, in Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin. There's there's actually quite a lot of them, and uh, it's definitely something good to add to the show. But you know, we get out there, four digit trucks. They they really put it down and, and make a good show. Yeah, I wish wish I knew a guy with one of them four digit trucks, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> Depends on where you put the decimal, right? <laughs> hey, just like my bank account, I could be really rich if I'm allowed to move that damn thing. Yep. <laughs> so back to you know, back to that video though that's gone viral. The the best part about that was none of that, you know, we've had some people say, Oh geez, you know, you guys staged that just right and I think you know, that was a 900-mile trip to go to that pole. And on our way out in St. Louis, Missouri, I, we took the transmission out of that truck. And uh, we, we stopped at the Peterbilt dealer there, driving a Kenworth, asking him for some help. It's and, a Pack uh, R product. I, it's fine. 
Yep, yep, that's true. They were more than willing to help, and it, it worked out good. I had my pickup, my daily driver in the, in the trailer was taken with us, so I found the transmission I needed, and we drove back to Indianapolis and put a transmission in it, and, you know, or got it back to the truck and got the transmission in it, and uh, we showed up to Joplin about a half an hour late, but we got out there on the track, and we just went and go, and then I... I did my false start and had him stop, you know, let him stop me and, and restart and change the gear and go and uh, worked out well. And it was just, it was funny this last spring he put that video together. Um, Chris from Big Rig Videos called. Hey, I was kind of bored this morning, put a little video together. He said, I just sent it. He said, what do you think? And we said, oh, man, that was hilarious. And we're like, put that thing online. Holy shit, I think the first day it had over 2 million views. It's, it's gone viral to where now I can't be the guy that shows up to a pole and sneaks in the back gate in there. Who's this guy? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of backfired. You can. Yeah, the uh, truck can. <laughs> sure Might as well paint a bullseye on the back of it. So, <clears throat> sure been a hell of a lot of fun. It's been been a great road to go, you know, not only doing what we do having fun, but I get to work with my brother, and my dad's working with us now, and we're all – having a good time, uh, you know, enjoying doing what we do in a great realm of friends with guys in the business to, to go pull with and go to shows and events. And it's been fun getting to know you guys. I mean, might be full of bullshit, but it's there. <laughs> Somebody's got to. <laughs> hey. Somebody's got to be. Hey, I always said I could have been a manure spreader salesman. Because <laughs> of the product I'm trying to sell, sell spread shit as much as I can. You know it's going to be a good product. <laughs> If we could cut the swearing, we could go, you know, be pastors or something. I am a pastor. Second Baptist, Second Baptist Bar and, Bar and Grill. Grill. <laughs> I thought you were a Jehovah Witness the first time you showed up at the shop. I am. Oh, no, no, I'm not Jehovah Witness. I'm Mormon. It's the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, branch of the Church of Latter-day Saints. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't the first time; it was the second time. That was when I was picking up the light limited super stock. I dropped off the, the the material, so to speak. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't giving out all your secrets. Yeah, there's very few secrets with me. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat guy who likes drinking beer, and if people can't deal with that, I'm sorry. I'm nothing more I can do for you. But, well, wait, we've taken enough of your time, but we have one final question, and this is the only one I prepped you on. You didn't know what the hell we were going to ask you about, but heroes and legends. I mean, I know you're still relatively new to the sport of truck and tractor pulling, but uh, we'll expand it. Who were your heroes and legends growing up? Who helped form the way the loan everybody knows now? Oh, shit. You didn't prep me for that one. Yes, I did. I sent you the damn text, right? You just sent it to you again. <laughs> Probably do. Oh, shit. You know, He's like I, every other small know. business owner ignores his damn phone. <laughs> oh, it's him again, huh? <laughs> so damn drunk from downstate. God damn it. <laughs> you know, I, I'd say number one's probably... Uh, it, man, between number one and two, it'd be hard to toss between uh, my grandfather and my dad. You know, they they taught me uh, the hard work ethic and, I don't know, honesty, be true, don't, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It's a loaded question, but uh, I'd definitely say some two are at the top of the list. 
you know what? It it's not hard to explain if you actually know the Lalone family and actually get up in northern Michigan and get to experience the reputation that last name has and how much the people of the communities up there respect that last name. That to be honest with you, Wade, and this is no bullshit, not me blowing smoke up your ass. That is something that impressed me right off the get, is I'm not somebody who spent much time in northern Michigan, you know, Flatlander down here, whatever, but there is a very high esteem your family's hold up held up to, whether it be your dad or you or your brother or your grandfather, you know, you mentioned the Lone family. Oh yeah, I remember when they came, you know, and used to pick up milk from our family dairy back in the day. But, you know, I have never heard a bad word about you guys whatsoever. And I I I am not surprised with your heroes and legends just just with that knowledge in my head, just you know, your I've yep. never met your grandfather, I've met your dad before, but just great, great people. Yep. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, we always strive to to be the best and do the best. And uh, if everybody else would, it'd be a great place. You know, and do it with honesty. And if you fail, don't be afraid to get back up and go try it again. You know, and that that's it. And, you know, I guess I'll put it out here on air. You know, I approached you about a sponsorship, you know, for the radio show. And I laid it out to you, you know, as I, I believe in your product and your product line and the people backing it you know whether it be you or ryan or my uh my girlfriend chelsea you know sit up front there who's uh hooked us up with them great great sidetrack t-shirts and has just gone above and beyond to help us out and not only did the loan sponsor us we put our money right back into them because yeah absolutely you know and it's been awesome and you know it's a great great crew up there but i believe in the product you guys put out and the quality you guys deliver and that's why i really wanted you to sponsor the show is that way i can advertise it to the you know people that actually do listen to this lunacy that we call a podcast is there is a great product there and it needs to get the word out there. Yep. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and I mean, that's one thing we, we take pride in that uh, word of mouth. That's your number one advertising. And uh, we don't do a lot of internet advertising. We don't do a lot of uh, magazines. We like to give back into people that go out and, you know, like sponsor you guys and do things not only in hometown communities, but uh, our own hometown communities, but others. And try to help with other events that people are are in our uh, in our realm of things, you know, that it's going to come back to us later, and uh, you know, go out and help others do their thing and, and be the best they can at it too. I mean, we can't we can't do it all, so we like to help everybody do do it all, uh, be the best of what they can do, and it, it just puts together. Uh, you know, I got a rolodex of uh, if I need anything done, I can call and and usually get a problem figured out or get something done and handled. And uh, it's just worked out from years of good work and good relationships. I, I, it's the old farm mentality, and I, you know, and that's what it is. You know, is you, you always know somebody who knows somebody or knows somebody who has what you need, and that's, I guess that's what I enjoy about your business. Is it's always, you know, it's from what I grew up with, you know, in the small tight knit 
community I live, you know, I grew up in is I can see that out of your business. Well, that's, I mean, tonight I've name dropped a few other businesses and, uh, you know, I'm not afraid if a guy calls me and I don't know the answer, I'll either do it for you or I'll give you his number and you call him and ask him. Um, it might not pay my bill for the day, but it'll come back to me later. So, you know. Absolutely. You know, I've given more business to companies that say, hey, listen, I don't know what in the world you need. You know, Charles, you and I dealt with that on a project for composals, you know. Yeah. A guy goes, you know, I was looking for something. He goes, listen, I don't have it. He goes, but here's a list of guys who, you know, might have it. I'll go back to that guy before I'll go back to the companies he directed me to just because... He didn't say, oh, we well, don't have it. No, I don't know anybody and hang up the phone. You know, customer service is the key to any sort of business's revival. I did that exact same thing this morning. Had a guy call for something that we just don't offer, don't do, don't mess with. But I gave him a couple numbers of people who do and, and would take care of them. Yep. Yep. Word of mouth. It's the, it's the best thing you can have out there. So and then uh, I, I'd like to hear the response from you guys. I mean, that that's good. I appreciate it. And, uh. You know, and like you say, come up north here for uh, for an, uh, do an announcing session up here at Sturgill's Race. I'll definitely, you know, well, you've already talked to Mike, he knows you, but I'd definitely put in a good word for it. I'd, uh, any poll I've been to that you guys are announcing, I mean, it's probably one of the, the better announcings I've ever heard. You guys are knowledgeable, you know what's on the track, who's on the track, and, and things past history of the vehicle, and uh, that, that makes the whole show. So what you guys are doing is great, and we're glad to sponsor you and help promote the business and keep pushing and doing what you're doing appreciate that yeah he actually made armstead shut up for a minute i i have <laughs> you really want to get me to shut up is say something like you just said is charles is seeing it i don't react well to compliments <laughs> mainly because i'm fat and ugly you know i'm not used to that but we appreciate it wade and everything you do and once again, it's a great niche market you're in, but very much in demand because, let's face it, the trucking world is what keeps this country going. You know, whether you like it or not, or, you know, curse them because they're not going fast enough. Those trucks you pass on the expressway are the ones that are delivering the products you use daily and absolutely need to for an existence. And a company that can save fuel. Increase horsepower so that way they can do the job easier and, you know, give the reliability that they got. You know, how how can you go wrong with a company like Diesel Freak? And if Diesel Freak tuned it, you probably aren't passing it. No, you're not. <laughs> I was <laughs> wondering why Charles started laughing. <laughs> but, you know, not only that, but not only that, of course, getting into the ag industry. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys doing something, you know, into the construction industry, something that, you know. Fuel consumption really isn't a given thought, but it really should be because, you know what, a dollar saved is a dollar earned is what I was told years ago, and uh, people seem to forget that nowadays. Well, you know, $2 and something fuel has gotten to be kind of a normal anymore. I mean, when it first hit $1.50, I remember the panic that was going across everybody's mind, and oh my God, uh, it was up to $2 and $3 fuel, and it was just a huge issue, and now it's just kind of gotten to be a standard. But, you know, and that's not even the biggest problem with these trucks anymore is, uh, emission systems um 
you know, the downtime, the, the issues, the sensors, the cost of repairs. I mean, it's just unbelievable what some of these repair bills will be at these shops. And not saying we're always the cheapest, but it might be one of the last big expenses that you have. And, uh, you know, we strive to keep the trucks rolling, keep them moving because it, it is. It's if you if you need it or, or want it, it's going to it's going to show up on a truck. Well, first off. The cheapest never is never the best option anyways. I've discovered that the hard way after my old man harped that into my own head. I know Charles, you've uh you've felt that pain before. Mm-hmm. I know Wade, you definitely have with parts and all that, so where Absolutely. where can our uh listeners find uh Diesel Freak? How can we get a hold of you guys? Oh, you know, there's a couple different ways. We got a Facebook page. Get on there and like that. Uh, Dieselfreak.com is our website. We're going to be revamping that a little bit and getting a couple more pages added to it with what we do maybe and some uh, question and answer segments and stuff. We're going to be working on the website. Um, Then our phone number, you know, you can call us anytime at 989-748-4145. You know, like I say, a couple girls answering the phone all the time. I mean, the phone's ringing nonstop, but... uh, could we ever get a busy signal? Uh, we return messages daily, but, you know, email. Uh, you get on the Diesel Freak, you can go to Info Diesel Freak. Um, we return emails constantly. I mean, it's communication is there. Uh, you know, we do our best to take the calls right away and, and answer everything promptly. But uh, Facebook, you know, again, uh, people send us messages through Facebook quite often. So we've got people monitoring that and, always trying to keep up with demand good stuff my man thanks for uh taking some time out tonight and uh chatting with us and uh we're gonna get together with you uh, real soon here hey sounds good we appreciate it yeah hold on line minute here Armstead's ready for nicotine i know charles you don't smoke but i mean only when i'm on fire yep so uh we're gonna take a break here this is sidetracked on pulling radio network Vulcan Products LLC is a full-service CNC machine shop located in Galleon, Ohio. Since its inception in the 1940s, Vulcan Products has been committed to providing high-quality parts, consultation, service, and value to its customers. We serve industries from telecommunications to high-performance automotive and everything in between. We use live tooling and multi-axis machining. Many jobs can be completed in one operation, providing a savings to the customer. In addition to a fully equipped line of CNC machines, we maintain a full set of manual lathes, mills, grinders, and screw machines. We can apply special finishes, plating, or heat treating to your order. We guarantee satisfaction from the beginning to the end of the manufacturing process, no matter how detailed. Vulcan Products LLC is proud to be ISO 9001 certified and committed to producing quality parts made to your specifications. For more information, go to VulcanProducts.net. And for news, updates, and images of completed projects, find us on Facebook. Welcome back to Sidetracked here on the Pulling Radio Network, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel. Hold, hold on, hold on. We're still on Pulling Radio Network? Uh, well, I upload these things to a Dropbox every Thursday morning. I don't know, I guess. I thought the Godfather fired us, I mean. Damn it, they've been getting all this stuff for free? I don't know. I mean, I sent a letter up to, email up to him or memo, whatever it is. And uh, about the possum infestation down here in the basement. And uh, 
all it was sent back to me was a uh, um, you know paper box. I don't know if he expected me to catch the possums. I just packed all my stuff in it and took it with me. Hmm. I guess that means get out then, because uh, you know if he wanted us to take care of the problem, he would have sent down a box of ammo. No, no, Uncle Zeke's down here. You know he's not allowed within a thousand feet of firearms. Oh, damn it. You forgot about his probation, didn't you? I forgot he was chained to that pipe in the corner. It's been quiet. <laughs> you trying selling you shrooms today? No, I didn't get near him. Smelled something over there, so I just kind of stayed away. I walked by him, and he was trying to get me to buy these mushrooms he grew. I don't know. We're going to have to talk to Dave about that one. He's got to keep Zeke in line. This is getting old. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, he, this is the third time he's jumped bail on me. I don't know what he's got to do to fix that deadbolt on the trailer. Keep that son of a bitch back inside. <sighs> I I don't know. So I don't know. Well, you know what? You know what? I'll take care of the take care of him. We'll get him the hell out of this basement because it's getting cold. That's right. We'll Another, go back down to the keys to help import some Cubans again. Couple more and weeks. I'm not talking cigars. Couple more <laughs> weeks. Good hard freeze. We get rid of the damn box elders and the mosquitoes and Uncle Zeke. <laughs> oh, so yeah. No, uh, lots, lot. God, love talking to Wade. I really do. Yeah. And he holds. You know, actually, I really want to. I'm looking forward to getting up there in a couple of weeks and kind of doing a behind the scenes with Mike's off because I know he's holding back on some things that I'm just curious about. And I, you know, I'm not going to ask him cause I don't want to get away, give away the farm, but in broaden my knowledge a little bit more too. He's one to do that. And just great guy. And, uh, him and Ryan and the team up there. And of course my girl, Chelsea, who, uh, set us up with these awesome t-shirts that are still for sale. We do have, Big sizes right now. We got to do a reorder here. Yeah. Probably first of the year when we get our updated stuff for the smaller sizes. But uh, I think we're... as we get closer toward the update time, I don't know. We may do a sale price on those. Yeah, we can we can do it. It's basically only big size I got left. I got nothing left on small sizes. So um, <clears throat> I think pretty soon here we're going to get... Uh, Carl Cross and Nathan drop back in studio with us. Yeah, they've been itching. I know they'd like to get back in. It'd be good to have them back, too. Hey, they we can have them on. They can take my spot for the day. And I'll just sit out on my couch and watch fucking <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, they're still very much a part of the crew, and uh, we're just trying to get back on our feet, of course, to get rolling, and we're doing that now, and time to bring the crew back out. Yep. That's the best part about the off season. We get some round tables going and yeah, scrums and fights and arguments. And yep, we're gonna get set up here. Probably get a four mic set up, uh, and uh, we can relocate to the kitchen of the Second Baptist Bar and Grill and uh, literally do a round table setup. Yeah, yep, we could. Not a, not an issue. I mean, hell, we're portable. We're easy. We have that. On, we have the technology. So. Uh, once again, thank you to Wade Lalone from Diesel Freak, Tony Burkhardt from Dirty Hooker Diesel, and of course Ed Schubridge from Sempico Oil, our sponsors, keeping the sidetrack program rolling week after week now that we have time to do it. So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh.
Wait, you changed your last name? Again. All right. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo.